Hello and welcome back once again to the official Scottish Rugby Podcast. It's 1872 Cup Week. Um, we've had a few of these, but this one, uh, Edinburgh and Glasgow, BT Murrayfield Saturday night. There's a lot riding on this. There's European Champions Cup qualification. There's final URC uh, quarterfinal position to be done. There's 1872 Cup. Uh, and as you'll find out later on, bragging rights at key as well. So delighted to have Ben Velicott and Sam Johnson from the, the East and the West joining us in the podcast this week. Well, welcome, lads. We're delighted to see, Rach, we've got uh, East and West representation. Delighted to be joined by uh, Edinburgh's Ben Velicott and Glasgow's Sam Johnson as we look ahead to the, the massive game on Saturday at BT Murrayfield, 1872 Cup, the final game of the, the URC regular season. Uh, it's finally balanced. There's a lot riding on it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who to start. I, I didn't know who to ask the first question to Rach. You go. You ask. You set the ball rolling. Who do we go? Do we go east okay. or west first? Well, we'll go west first. Go west first. Sam, obviously, you guys are going in in terms of 1872 ahead on aggregate. Does that influence how you approach the game? Um, not really, to be honest. It hasn't been. <laughs> it hasn't actually been mentioned that much. I think the big thing for us is yeah, just winning. As Mossy said, there's a lot on the line. Um, Champions Cup, mm-hmm. as well as 1872 Cup. So that's probably our big um, focus. Uh, first and foremost, so uh, it's, it's obviously winning the game rather than trying to protect. Uh, is it? I think it's thirteen point lead or something like that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you <so>. think? <laughs> <laughs> I know, Benny. There is so much riding on it, isn't there? You know, there's eighty seventy two cup. There's Champions Cup qualifications. There's final seedings for URC. You're at home. You're in the bowl. BT Murrayfield. How's Edinburgh's mindset going into? It? Are you treating it like any other game, or is it? You know, is it something special? Yeah, like we're treating it like uh, any other game, but at the same time, there's always that added pressure. We, we obviously know the rivalry between uh, Glasgow and Edinburgh. Even if you treat it like in every other game, there's always just that added pre- uh, pressure. Coaches, players are putting pressure upon each other to uh, to come out with a win on the weekend. And uh, you, you came off the bench the last one, didn't you? So you've got you've had a in, in March or whenever the, the first leg was, I think it was just during the Six Nations one, so you've got a, a small taste of it, but you've played in derbies before, you've played lots of derbies. What do you expect with, with this one? Is it, is it as far as those or, or even, even yeah, a little bit uh, more so? It's obviously, uh, it's always pretty fiery, especially when it comes to the derby games. Obviously, uh, got a little bit of a glimpse into uh, when we played at Scotland and obviously the physicality just goes through the roof um, and there's just that little bit of niggle between players because obviously, Friends off the pitch, but as soon as uh, you step on the field, there's uh, there's no friendships there. There's a wee smile coming on your face, there, Sammy. You you <laughs> might have someone a chirp. Would you have a chirp at Benny on Saturday if you running past each other, or is that not your game? Uh, it's not my game. I would never say anything to any of the boys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all friends. Um, I don't know. I'm actually looking forward to it because uh, the time of season two. Usually, we play around mm. Christmas, uh, which is a bit niggly with the weather. About 2019, I think we played when it was a nice sunny day. So both teams obviously like to attack. So I think that's going to be a, a really good factor towards it. Seeing obviously how Edinburgh have played this season, Sam, what do you think are, are their big threats going into the game? With uh, Mike Blair's uh, the, uh, attack coach, the head coach, you know, uh, we know him really well at Glasgow and, and personally know him quite well. So, you know, I think their biggest threat will be transition attack. You know, discipline, our, our ball control is going to have to be really top-notch. Uh, otherwise, yeah, they're going to sting you. So I think that's probably going to be their main weapon. And also, uh, 
you know, hopefully we they have to kick off a fair bit, but they're actually quite good at it. Blake Kinghorn uh, gets plenty of plenty of air, uh, but it's actually quite a weapon for them uh, getting that turnover ball and being able to attack off that. Does it make it easier or more difficult then to prepare when you know so much about the opposition? Because ultimately, it should seem easier because you know the the traits, the you know the, the behaviours, the body shape of the of your opposite numbers. You play alongside them so often, but. Does it actually make it more difficult because you know their strengths? Yeah, it's, it's a funny question. That I, I think I was just thinking then when you said about it. I think um, you kind of overthink it a little bit too much yeah, sometimes, yeah, um, yeah. and then you you forget it's just a, it's just any other game, and you can get into a habit of kind of overanalyzing uh, the team too much. And like we said, like you know each other so well, um, and you know what each individual is going to try and do. That again, like you just overanalyze, and you can simply make a little mistake which could cost you in a game like this. The form of both sides uh, going into the game isn't great. I mean, I think both sides have had really good patches in the season, but can you go on into having both narrowly lost out in Europe and then lost you know, Glasgow in South Africa? Uh, then obviously you, Edinburgh, lost their, their first home game the damn health against Ulster going in. So, uh, you know, taking the, the kind of occasional 1872 cup out, it's really important for both teams to get back to winning ways at the crucial point in the season there'll be pressure building that how do you deal with that pressure is it a focus on within is it a focus on doing simple things well or is it I don't know maybe having a, a bigger focus on hitting the ground running starting well which is all real important is there more pressure because the last couple of games have ended in, in defeat for both sides yeah obviously we've been really disappointed with the last couple of games uh, obviously it's not the way we would have wanted to, to lose and stuff but at the same time like we've taken massive learnings out of those two games. Uh, obviously, Ulster, informed team, and again, Wasps, mm. we just weren't quite on it on the day. Again, it's probably a little bit of added pressure because especially with form going into the quarter finals and stuff, you want to have a bit of confidence and stuff. So mm. at the same time, don't really want to come on the back of three losses. So obviously, there is that added, added pressure, but hopefully um, we can take that board and put in a good performance of the weekend. Same with you, Sam, as well. It was a really close one in, in Leon, wasn't it? And then the two games in South Africa, leading at halftime in both those games. Uh, it, it's important to get back to winning ways, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, you know, we got around that 50, 60 minute mark where we probably losing momentum, or not probably, we lose the momentum and it's been tough to get it back. You know, that Leon game, for example, uh, speaking to them after, they didn't really have any answers in that first 50, 60 minutes and they went to the high ball. And actually being out there, like the kicks were heinous. Oh, they were horrible. Uh, but they were getting they were getting the result that they were looking for, and we just couldn't really get back into the game and string phases and get that momentum back. So uh, that's something that we're very conscious of, and we've been working hard, uh, you know, these last month or so. Uh, so that's going to be our main focus going into this weekend. It is a, it's quite difficult for people to understand who don't play the game. But like, if a really badly miss hit kick goes roughly in the right direction, it's a strength, isn't it? It's almost rewarding a bad strike. And I know. We practice it. A lot of the lads practice it. Obviously, the Leon is a twelve, wasn't he? He was just hitting these yeah, kind of dead ducks. I should start doing it. I should start oh, doing sure. it. More. <laughs> Get the strike <laughs> on. But it is. It's it's almost like it looks such a simple skill, but when the ball's moving in the air and fifteen or wingers or whoever's coming to take it has to move a, a long distance. It's a risk because if you hit them as bad as that, it could go anywhere. But if they go in the right place, it, it's hard to hard to defuse it. Yeah, I mean, he hit one from midfield, but then poor Carl Forbes has to run backwards 20 metres to try and catch this thing, and he ends up falling over and he goes into touch, you know what I mean? Just things like that. <laughs> it's just so hard to get, get a foothold back into the game, and, and you know, they're obviously, they're class side, Leon, and they've got some big men, so 
um, when they can get the momentum like that and just keep rolling and keep rolling, uh, it's it's tough to get back. It was as as the result showed. Mm. Without giving too much away, in terms of when you do start to lose momentum towards the end of the game, what are the kinds of things that that are your kind of go tos or as a, as a squad? What are the kind of things that you've talked about? One of the things is obviously not trying to protect the lead, still playing the way we play because we play some good rugby, you know. We stress teams when we move the point of contact. Uh, so when we lose the momentum, it's about just not going into our shells, really, uh, and trying to protect the lead. It's about still playing attacking rugby and, and you know, give the licence to our nines and tens to be able to then kick while we're on the front foot, whether they want to go into the corner or attacking kick. So trying to keep playing to our identity. I think that, Ben, that's something that Edinburgh have done really well this season, hasn't it? Not all, and both teams, actually, Edinburgh and Glasgow, have had a lot of good fast starts. You think about the, the clean line break against Ulster probably should have capitalised on and then there's a score within what was it 30 seconds against Zebra so not only have Edinburgh started well in games as have Glasgow I think Edinburgh have have continued that form throughout the games and almost been quite ruthless in that relentless attack that's something on the big pitch at BT Murrayfield that you'll be looking to continue I assume this weekend Yeah definitely like it's something that we pride ourselves on is a, a fast start and when we don't really get that we can kind of struggle a little bit uh, within games, but at the same time, we've started uh, just to focus more on being a little bit smarter when we play and stuff. Um, and when we lose momentum, that's when we can kind of look to exit and stuff. And I think that's, we're getting a good balance of that. At the start of the season, we were probably chucking it around a little bit too much, trying to play from from everywhere and other teams were capitalising on that. Whereas towards the back end of the season against, uh, like you said, your Ulsters, your Wasps, teams like that, we've... Um, of getting a pretty good balance of where we want to play and when we want to exit. And we were saying earlier on, we were asking if you'd played on the main pitch at BT Murrayfield before for Wasps or Gloucester, but you hadn't. You played for, was it under 18s the last time you were in the, the big old pitch? Yeah, it must have been, yeah, it must have been under 18. So again, this is going to feel like a, a bit of an away game, I reckon. <laughs> shame it's not being played at the dam. Um, but at the same time, it would be amazing to see uh, however many fans come and support uh, two Scottish teams. I did think this, um, I guess it's probably one for Sam, that do you think it's a wee bit of an advantage towards, well, not an advantage, but evens up a little bit being on, on BT Murrayfield rather than the Dam Hill? Because I've seen Glasgow putting out this week, let's make it like a home game and all this. So is that a little bit of uh, of what you, you guys are pushing for? Yeah, I mean, I remember being in camp, all that Edinburgh boys say the Dam Fortress. So, <laughs> uh, and I think it's a bit, of, a bit windy there too. Uh, so it'd be good to get inside the stadium and, uh, put a bit of pressure on the Edmund boys. But yeah, I think both teams are looking forward to it and, and trying to both get a result, obviously. There's so much riding on it, isn't there? That's the that's the thing. I mean, it, I don't know where to go, actually, whether it's the, the 1872 Cup, is it Champions Cup qualification, is it, you know, the the, the final seedings for the, the URC. There are a lot of games, obviously, the rest of the URC fixtures, most of them take place before your game. The only one that is after your game's I think Leinster versus Munster, which could still have an effect. I think depending on results, Glasgow could finish as high as fifth. I think can't get a home tie, but could finish as high as fifth and, and, and Edinburgh could finish as high as sixth. So you don't know who that opponent will be if you win, but if you lose, it looks like you're going to Leinster. So that, that's uh, that's motivation to motivation to avoid because not to not to talk too much about Leinster, but they, they've been a, a well-oiled machine over the last couple of weeks, haven't they? Uh, Mossy, you forgot about bragging rights as well. <laughs> the bragging and I chuck that and I, yeah that's, well, that's, the the, that's the most important one add that to the mix and there's a, there's a bit there's a bit on the line yeah go back to go back to Leinster like you said they've been class over the last uh, couple of weeks I feel like they're just getting into their groove so any team that has to go over there 
and play them at home, uh, it's a tough ask. Um, but it's a challenge that any team will probably be relishing. We've had reasonable success over there, Sammy, with, with Glasgow the last couple of seasons. Was it two seasons ago? We won in uh, Darn, the RDS. Um, yeah, 2019 there. We had a good win against them. I think Johnny Gray and made about 43 tackles or something yeah, like that. Yeah, about 175 <laughs> tackles, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, so that was, a, that was you know, one of the best wins uh, in recent Glasgow history. So we've had a little bit of success uh, over there. But as you said, they're uh, pretty red hot at the moment. Being able to beat a team like Toulouse on the weekend in that fashion, uh, yeah, they're pretty red hot. Oh, well, we'll look forward to this Saturday evening, 6.30. Kickoff. Um, tickets still are available, and it's hoping to get upwards over 20,000 people cheering the, the respective teams on. It, it, it's great. There's so much riding on it. I hope that pressure doesn't translate too much in the field, and we we get a, a an exciting spectacle. Sure, well, 13 points is the aggregate for the Bragg and Rights Cup, Ben. So the the mathematicians and the, the fingers and toes will need to come out near the end of the game, really, if you're if you're ahead to pick up the, the first bit of silverware. But listen, good luck to both sides. Thanks for your time uh, and a big week. It's good to see that you're, you're still talking to each other at the moment. We'll, we'll see what happens on Saturday night at the back of eight or nine o'clock to see if there's a, who's smiling. But listen, good luck on the weekend and, and thanks, uh, thanks for your time, lads. Cheers, Marcy. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Marcy. Thanks, Rachel. Well, Rachel, it's always good to talk to the, the lads inside the camp, but they don't give much away. No, I know. They know each other so well. Everybody does individually, but they, uh, they're pretty guarded, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And like, <laughs> there's there's a lot on the line, so they're probably mm. being pretty, pretty careful about it. But yeah, no, it's 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 going to be an exciting one. I do hope that the, I guess the pressure and the occasion don't get on top of them, and it's it's a good game of rugby because both teams are playing playing really well at the minute. You know, they've been on the wrong side of a few results, but probably quite unluckily so at times. So yeah, it's 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 got the opportunity to be a big one. It's a big game, isn't it? If you take your allegiance out of it in the context of their seasons as well, where you know, both teams were sitting in the top four for a, a good proportion of the season, uh, and then obviously the South African teams have rallied a little bit and got stronger, and there's been one or two defeats. But you can almost be sitting at the moment as a, a reasonably successful content season and then to lose three games in a row yeah. say for Edinburgh uh, against who was it it was Ulster then it was Wasps and if you lose this one that adds a bit of pressure uh, and then Glasgow obviously losing on the road the last three games uh, this is a fourth game away in a row so it has a big net effect I think on the the mentality of the I suppose the assessment of your season so so that adds a pressure as well I just mm-hmm. as you say I just hope that the pressure not to lose isn't greater than the ambition to win and I think We'll see an ambition from Edinburgh. That's the only way they play, really. Yeah. Um, and I think Glasgow, as you say, I think they'll be quite happy. It's on the, the BT Murrayfield Bowl rather than the damn health because Edinburgh get a real role going on there. But at the same time, the way Edinburgh play, the back three, the attacking mindset, there's a bit more space mm-hmm. on that main pitch. So hopefully, hopefully, a few people uh, experienced that space at the weekend in Silver Saturday. Did you did you catch any of the games? Yeah, so I would. Caught little bits of, of all of them, but watched all of the the Serbian Cup. So mm-hmm. Hills obviously coming out on top, which probably upset, was, a wee was bit it? of an, a wee bit of an upset, I would imagine, off the back mm-hmm. of obviously Watson's form in in the season. But I would say they probably were the the deserved winner out of the two teams. Um, they kind of cancelled each other out a wee bit, though, didn't they? Yeah, a little bit. It was quite like one of those. It was a low scoring game, mm-hmm. and one of those that kind of was fought in the middle middle of the pitch. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, so mm-hmm. um, it was it was one of those that was just neither team were kind of giving each other an inch. But um, yeah, Hill's probably the the deserved winner, and then bigger taking the the national plate, and then Carter Claymore is taking the mm-hmm. national ball. It's a brilliant day out, though, isn't it? I mean, we spoke to the women last week, but just the 
just the excitement, the enthusiasm, the just the the joy at winning. It's a is it's a it's a brilliant day. So congratulations to all the winners. All the no doubt, um, quite the appetite for for more of the same next year. Yeah, definitely. I think it was um, a fantastic day, and you could see from you know the the videos coming out afterwards and all the the kind of bits and bobs. It means a lot, doesn't it? it? It means a lot, yeah. yeah. And I think you know that occasion is is fantastic, and it's a brilliant opportunity for for young girls and girls within the the club systems in Scotland to get that opportunity at, at BT Murrayfield, and again give them something to aspire to and, and to play in in the future. And some of those players that were involved in, in those games over the years and, and this year will be on the plenty to lose or a way to lose in the. We've got the men's sevens and the, and the women's sevens in Toulouse. Pretty strong squads, actually. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know why I say that's surprising. That sounds surprising. <laughs> it shouldn't be at all. But reading the squads, uh, I mean, it's a big... Uh, it's always a challenge in sevens and the, the groups are always tough. But certainly the, the women's squads, uh, a lot of the players who who did well in the Six Nations and, and that that that's a, a strong squad on paper, isn't it? Yeah, and, and it's a really nice blend as well, I think. You know, I... It's probably not a, a funny thing to say because I thought the same thing when I when I looked at mm. it and I probably knew exactly or roughly who was going to be in it. But yeah. um, I think you've got a really nice blend of experience and, and youth in there with the likes of um, Helen Nelson, Lisa Thompson yeah. leading the squad. You know, the experience they've picked up along with a number of the other girls in, in the GB7s over the last couple of seasons. Mm. Um, coming back in and then you've got people like Shona Campbell who really kind of yeah. earned her stripes in sevens before she came across the 15s and and she's been phenomenal but um, MR as well MR who yeah. again she was another one who started in the sevens and has kind of burst onto the 15s um, seen this season so all really exciting players um, your back row mucker Rachel McLaughlin going and well. we Rachel's representing the forwards yeah of course she is <laughs> so yeah no she'll be but it's a good place for her to go and get rid of some of her energy, to be honest with you. But, um, no, it's it's an extremely, really, really strong squad. So, you know, obviously playing on the on the circuit, which isn't the norm for them. And it's, it's a brilliant opportunity. But I really think, you know, it's, a, it's, it's one that I'm sure they'll grasp. I think they've got New Zealand, which will be a tough ass, Canada and Spain um, in their pool. Tough three games, but um, I know they're extremely excited and and they're out there already training away in very hot temperatures today. Mm. But no, they're 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 raring to go. Yeah, men's team looks strong as well, and they've um, they've not really had the reward for the performances. I don't think the men's team this year, but they've been preparing mm. well, and they go to Toulouse and then Twickenham the, the following week. So, uh, lots of international rugby. And I wish both teams well. Uh, and the seven Super Six is back this weekend after a, a weekend off last week and. I'll be touching this a couple of weeks ago, but it's the final week of fixtures before the, the Foz Rock Sprint Series splits into top three, bottom three, and the um, and then they play each other in the top half, bottom half. Key battle for that, really, is that it's um, Stirling versus yeah. Heriots, isn't it? And that's yeah. the, currently third and fourth at the moment, so the winner would jump into the top half, the, the loser would, would would play in the, the fourth, fifth, and sixth. So, so that's uh, that's at Bridge Hall, and that's, a, that, that's the key game, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like you say, that once that split happens, it's it's anyone's game in the top three to to take the win. So that is probably the key one to to still be in with a shout of of winning the whole thing. So very exciting finish to the to the series, and I think probably testament to how close it's been as well, and and how competitive it's been. I mean, we said before the the sprint series started, how many players wouldn't have played a lot of rugby at all, really, since the. Yeah. I suppose the culmination of the previous event, but you can see they're learning over the first three or four rounds of fixtures. I was at the last round up at Stirling. Actually, they lost at home to Barramuir, and I thought Barramuir's defence was excellent. Ayr last 
time round down at uh, down at the green yards just really hit some attacking straps. Yeah. But you can see how the teams were finding their feet within themselves and against each other in the first couple of weeks. The the, the, the last couple of weeks have been much more kind of disciplined performances, and I said, well, I think we'll see that going into the the split as well. So so good luck to to everybody involved in, in the rugby over the weekend. Thank you very much for listening once again. Uh, good luck to everybody involved over the weekend, 1872 Cup, seven Super Sex and everyone else involved in rugby. And we look forward to bringing you more news next week.